TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Still, the big story, everyone is figuring out what exactly is going to happen when it comes to themselves and where they fit into the COVID picture. When are they going to be able to get the shot if they haven't already? Some may have received it at the mass vaccination site uh, this weekend. If you were traveling and you thought maybe going two hours was too much, maybe you were able to get one locally here. But then again, a lot of people are wondering, when is it going to be their turn, if at any? Are they going to want to turn? So I will go to KMOX.com, and with all of these different questions, I feel that it changes so much that it's gotten to the point where people are afraid to um, to ask these questions because they don't want to give the appearance that they are going to go out there and just start fights with people because they disagree on certain things, so it's easier to just you know be quiet or whatever. And the transmission of COVID is rare in schools with mask mandates, social distancing guidelines, local study you can find online at KMOX.com right now. You know what else you can find at KMOX.com? An article talking about the new FM side, the 98.7. They flipped the switch, so you may even be listening to this right now on 98.7 FM. Pretty cool. We talked about that last hour, but you can go and the radio rewind and catch that. But uh, good mitigation efforts, the key to all of this and you know, trying to keep the schools safe. And I know, at least from my own personal experiences, that I, I feel the schools are safe. I think they've been doing a great job with it and they've done everything they needed to to keep the kids safe. And it's been successful. It's worked. And for the limited time that the kids have been in school so far, as far as I know, there haven't been any transmissions. I haven't seen that. And they haven't said that, at least. But my son hasn't come back and said, oh, you won't believe so and so a teacher's out or whatever. Or the superintendent haven't sent anything out. But a big part of this, too, last week, there was a story in the Post-Dispatch, and they talked about how their uh, parents, starting next year, would still prefer to keep their kids out. And they think they put that number close to 30%. I don't know if it was quite 30%. I think it was like 29 But they said that they're nationwide, when they did a survey, parents still want to keep their kids out of the schools. And I thought... That doesn't sound like any of the parents I know or any of the parents I've spoken to. Not one. They all want to get their kids back in. The ones that have the kids back in are excited to have their kids back in. And I think looking at some of the data that comes out, uh, the CDC and Washington University just released the results of a pilot study talking about the COVID-19 transmission in participating schools in St. Louis County and also Springfield Green County. 
in one of the uh, big research studies that I've seen quoted all over the place. And they're saying that we've done a really good job. Now, we're learning that three feet of separation is sufficient. They saw over 70% of classrooms, um, by the way, looking pretty good right now. Uh, 70% of the classrooms in this uh, pilot project were within three feet of separation, mostly because you can't do a six foot in the way that the school's designed now. Think about 20 kids in a classroom, 15 kids, whatever it is, in a classroom. The classroom sizes aren't large enough to really separate everyone in every situation. So, you know, they dropped down to three feet, and they still saw that was very effective. Hand washing, the masks, the cleanliness, the staff members and the kids, uh, not sharing things, you know, even the water fountain, places you normally put your mouth. Nope, no, in a, not so much. The kids got to bring their own water bottles and things in. Cafeteria, they're still spread out. They can't even talk to each other while they're eating. I think some of that has to do with the timing's sake, but still, uh, when they're outside, they got to wear the mask. And I'm talking to my son, and he's like, oh, he just thinks that's just normal. You get to run on the playground with a mask on, and the only time you get to take it off is when someone comes out like the gym teacher and says, hey, everybody spread out. We're going to be able to take our mask off for a couple minutes outside in the fresh air. And that's like a real treat to them. Maskless time at school. I feel so bad for him. He thinks that's what school is. He's in kindergarten. To him, this is normal. By the time he's older, will he even remember having to go to school with a mask? I really don't know. Because uh, I don't remember much of my kindergarten. I remember drinking milk with some friends. That's about it. Uh, you know, parents picking you up the Ghostbusters lunchbox. Uh, that's it. That's it. So will they remember? I don't know. But Dr. Rand Paul, and I want to put that doctor in there because not to try to downplay his experience because he is someone in the medical field that has some expertise and the ability to look at studies, the ability to understand the way the body works. And though he may work mostly on people's eyes, things like that, he's still a doctor. And a medical doctor, so we're not talking about someone who's, you know, doctor of education or whatever. So Dr. Fauci, in this case, someone that's been working with infectious diseases for a long time, decades and decades and decades, will sit in front of Congress and for the most part answer any of the questions. Not a lot of the different senators actually really dig deep into this and saying, if we're going to take a science-based approach to all of this, then why are we doing it this way? Except for Rand Paul, he's willing to do that. And good for him to do something like that. And let me play this real quick because, you know, Rand Paul went off on this rant, and I just thought it was a good one. What proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having one. Can I finish? We're having well, one one seven that's becoming more dominant. Policy based on conjecture. No, you it, have the it isn't based on conjecture. So you some you want people to wear a mask for another couple of years. No, you've been vaccinated and you parade around in two masks for show. No, you can't get it again. There's almost there's virtually zero percent chance you're going to get it, and yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated. No. Instead, you should be saying. There is no science right. to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they quit wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. Okay. You want people to get the vaccine? <laughs> Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. 
and we, we have ask immunity people, there theater if you already have immunity you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others Senator you're Paul, not you're wearing a mask because of like any Dr. sign I, I totally disagree with you oh boy i like hearing this and i think that this is this is the the part where you look at this and say okay if we're going to get the vaccine and part of the vaccine is to help you get immunity from this coronavirus and you need two versions of it for the Pfizer, one for Johnson and Johnson, but it gives you a certain level of immunity that even if you were to catch it, it would lessen the severity of the effects of this virus, if at all. You might even be able to block it altogether. So what's the point in getting the vaccine if you're still told that you have to mitigate the virus and all of the things of the virus the same way as if you didn't have the vaccine? So Rand Paul comes in here and says, is this all for show? So all of our studies show in all of the different medical studies show that if you have this vaccine and you were to find yourself out in the general public, your ability to catch this thing is so low that there's no reason why you should have to worry about wearing a mask. It doesn't mean that you're not aware or cleanly or whatever. It just means that what's the point? And they're even out there parading with two masks in some instances where they had the vaccine. How is that not for show? And if Dr. Fauci's defense is that this thing could mutate, so thus we need to wear the mask, then essentially what you're saying is you're going to have to wear a mask forever because the mutation of this thing will last forever. The flu mutates every year, and that's why they have to change the cocktail of the flu shot. And that's just part of the natural progression of trying to fight this thing. So if you're saying that the COVID year in and year out is going to be mutating, thus you need to wear a mask then you're going to be wearing a mask forever, according to what we're seeing. So there's got to be a breaking point where we find that there is a comfort level where the risk level is lower and you're able to walk around without having to worry about this sort of thing. Because otherwise, what's the point of the vaccine? And I think Rand Paul is so right here to question Dr. Fauci. The fact that he's being so defensive is because he, I think, can't answer the scientific study that shows it's necessary and it's unsafe to walk around without a mask if you have the vaccine. This is the thing, because there is no scientific study on that. So if the government stance is, well, it's so new that we haven't had time to study it or whatever it is, so it's better that if we keep wearing a mask, then you're not looking at that in a scientific way. You're looking at that as a, this is a precautionary way until we have the data. Are they going to have the data? Because the data that we have shows by getting the vaccine, you're good, right? You've got the immunities. Good for Dr. Paul, Dr. Rand Paul. I thought he did a great job there. Uh, coming up after the break, by the way, this is another story. Um, I found it over on KMOV. The COVID-19 vaccine rollout backfired in Missouri. And a lot of people frustrated with some of the challenges they've had leading up to this. And also, don't forget, The Shift. We hook up with our friends in Canada and Eric Chapman filling in tonight as we connect our two countries coming up a little after 1230. Big hour still on Overnight America KMOX. Keep pace with the latest locally. Ask your smart speaker to play KMOX. Very good. We're going to be hooking up with our friends in Canada here soon. And if you are in the car, maybe driving around in your inside of St. Louis, mostly the city county, uh, you may even be able to pick up 98.7, probably inside of the St. Louis city area. It just flipped the switch an hour and 20 minutes ago, right at 11 o'clock. Very cool for that to happen. So you may be one of the very first people to exclusively be invited to listen 
to 98.7. So cool. I wanted to bring this up real quick because the Associated Press did the story about a lot of the different governors having issues in the distribution of the vaccine. We had all kinds of people call in with these issues. And a lot of it in the county, I've seen people complain about it's just in certain areas. So we had issues before when it came to testing for COVID. They left the North County out and people wondered, hey, uh, Dr. Page, all right, <laughs> you know, there's a vulnerable population up in North County. Now I've seen people complain, you know, these uh, vaccination sites, you're only putting them up in North County <laughs> if you're going to put them in the county. And I saw this one back and forth with uh, Jane Duker on Twitter, and she pointed out very clearly that when people were asking, I think on county council, I, I don't have the exact name, so forgive me if it's on a county council woman, brings up the idea that uh, why don't we have some more sites in other parts of the county? And the response of Sam Page was, well, if you find a location, then we'll schedule it. And Jane Duker is quick to point out, wait a minute, you you hired someone with taxpayer money. You're, you're paying them a hundred grand a year to help do this. This is their job. And you're telling people to, you got someone you're paying a hundred grand a year and you want someone else to farm out the work of this one person's job. You got to be kidding me. Way to go, Jane Duker on Twitter. This was good. But part of the story we saw is that when all the, let me read this one quote, and this pretty much sums up the issues that a lot of states are having with the vaccine distribution. In the rush to satisfy everyone, governors satisfied few and frustrated many. Yeah, it was tough. This is the, what I don't get. If you go back to 2020 and even during the summer, how many times did the governors meet to talk about distribution of the vaccine over and over and over again? Does it just take that long? Does it take eight months to put a plan together for something like this? It, or, or did they wait too long before they finalize plans? I just don't know. I mean, it seems like a lot of the governors are in the same boat when it comes to this. It was left up to the states. Uh, maybe that might have been a problem. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at your weather, and we're going to be hooking up with our friends in Canada. The shift is uh, going to connect us here in St. Louis and the 35-plus states that get 11.20 a.m., and then Canada through the shift all across through the Chorus Radio Network. So basically, the two countries are connecting it out for a few minutes right after with Eric Chapman coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Always an exciting day at KMOX, but Monday, the 22nd, will be pretty awesome. So, Dave Glover Show, 2 o'clock. That's when you'll be able to catch the start of that show. And I got to say, I think a lot of people are going to be listening, just wondering what that is going to sound like. They want to be able to hear it for themselves. And then Mark Reardon, who would you would normally hear at 2 o'clock, He's going to be moving over to 97.1 starting next week. So he has a week off here, a spring break week for the kids and such. Probably a nice time for him to arrange for that to happen. And it's it's an interesting switch. And then maybe you're driving around the St. Louis region. You want to give us a quick tune over and see if 98.7 FM comes in where you are. If that's true, you can always listen to us on there. Uh, set your radio dial. If the old uh, radio slogan still worked to 98.7 if it works for you. I can't wait to get back in the car to hear for myself there. All right, on Sundays, we get an awesome chance to hook up with Canada through the shift. And Eric Chapman is the one that's going to be hosting tonight. U.S. and Canada relations have never been better than these two radio stations coming together. It just seems to work that way. Oh, all right, let's take a listen. Let's see if Eric's there. He might be hey, coming in. Hey, buddy. 
Eric, how are you? Oh, Ryan, I'm doing well. And right off the top, I just want to thank America for the vaccines. Thank you very much for thinking about <laughs> us. You friendly neighbors, you, we love you lots. Wait, how many vaccines did you guys end up getting? Do you know the number? I, I, I think it was uh, up to 1.5 million, possibly. 2.5 million oh. was going to Mexico and 1.5 up to your friendly neighbors of the north. So thank right. you. Thank you. So how are you planning on using it? Do you have a uh, distribution? Do you know what cities are getting them? Jeez, oh, no. In our we province, don't. it's confusing. We don't know yet. We just, we're, we're the only province so in, that, that didn't yeah. have the, the London drugs giving it to people. So anyways, anyways, uh-huh. please go ahead, Ryan. What were you asking? I was going to say, because a lot of the individual states have had a hard time making sure it's getting uh, divvied out correctly. So large populations like St. Louis may not be getting the right number and some small populations in the middle rural areas may be getting too many. And that's one of the oh. challenges we faced not only here in Missouri, but a lot of states across the United States. But you got a whole different problem. You're just trying to get your hands on them right now. <laughs> yes, that is. And, you know, you know, yeah, I'm learning. I thought it would just be as simple as, hey, mail the vaccines out and get them into arms. But it, it is incredibly more difficult than that. I'm silly to think it would have been that simple. But, yeah, we are. We are having we're, we're getting we're getting up to speed. We're slowly getting there in the province of B.C. I know there's around 400,000 vaccinations in that province alone. Across Canada, I'm not sure on the total yet, but we're slowly but surely getting there. So are, are they guiding Canadians to continue to wear masks after they're vaccinated? You betcha. Yeah, um, the protocols stay the same. There's, there, there's different talks about the time limits after, but uh, yeah, um, uh, masks, social distancing, um, minimal contacts with people, everything will stay the same for at least a month, I'm hearing, before we start seeing easing of restrictions when it comes to that. Because we did have some, there were some care homes up in Canada that had the whole place vaccinated, all the people that were in the care home living there and the care workers, and there was an outbreak. And so we're still keeping those precautions in place for those reasons. Yeah, I'm hoping that the guidance was not coming from New York State and Governor Cuomo's uh, oh, restrictions man. when it came to nursing homes. He's done just a terrible job there. And that's still yeah. national news here in the United States. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah, trying to find the distribution and then who can distribute it. So we even have nursing students and uh, basically you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a certified nurse. You could just be in school going through the program and they'll allow really? you to go out there and administer these shots. They want to make sure they have enough staff on hand for it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. I know places in Canada are doing that. Some provinces are just catch- catching up. I know we're experiencing, I wonder if you're experiencing this like we are down there or up here, down there, whatever I'm saying. Uh, vaccine envy, <laughs> Ryan, is is that a thing? Are, 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 we're, we're experiencing that up here where where people will be jealous or or I guess that jealous isn't the word I want to use because people are just concerned for their loved ones. So they're they're concerned that they're not getting the vaccine when they should and someone else is getting it before them. Is is there a lot going on down there of that vaccine yeah. MD? Yeah, I think the priorities are off and that what is throwing some people off. So if you have right. a parent that's an elderly parent that's sitting there waiting to get this vaccine, they should take high priority because they're part of a vulnerable population. But then you look around and you're like, all right, here's uh, Susie Joe, who's, you know, 40, has no no other issues. Why is she getting the vaccine before my elderly parent? That's what mm-hmm. the part of the problem, because people go on social media and they post the little card online. Oh, look, I got my first vaccine and they're young and healthy. And they say, why in the world are they getting the vaccine ahead of my parent? So yeah. less of a 
less of a jealousy thing like oh like it's like an exclusive thing like they stood in line and got the new iphone or whatever right it's less right. of that and it's more of well, why in the world are they excluding someone i love that really should be getting it first Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a story about, uh, of course, you guys know about uh, TMX, the, the Trans Mountain Pipeline. You probably heard of that news. Uh, people are up in arms because the workers on that are getting vaccination priority a bunch of, ahead of people that even have cancer and things like that. But and the reason is, is because that there's zero compliance with masks and social distancing in that in that industry. So that's the reason they're doing it. But like you said, the confusion on not knowing and the information it's important to this. And, and if you don't have it, then, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in. Yeah. In and all some that people stuff. will drive hours to get this. Yeah. thing. So they'll go a yeah. few hours just to get a reservation in another county somewhere else just so they can get it done. For me, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm much in a rush. I'm younger. Yeah. And I'm healthy and I'm still working from home. I don't feel like I need to go out there and, you know, take a spot from someone else when I'm still able to socially isolate myself. And it, that doesn't bother me. So I can wait. I can wait. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like yeah, that. I need too. to take it from grandma. Me neither. No, gosh, no. I lost my my Oma uh, passed from she was a long hauler with COVID and she lost her life in December just before Christmas. So, yeah, no, no, I get that. And I don't want anybody to go through that. And, and I'm actually starting to see it pop up on the dating apps, Ryan, on Tinder and things. It's and again, I, it, it comes to the question, but it says vaccinated on there and they're very young ladies. So I, I do wonder about that and what is happening. But again, we're I'm, all going to get one. So we just need to be patient. You said Tinder, the dating yeah. app thing. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, boy. It's, it's, <laughs> I know, I've never, I, I, I don't want to be on it, Ryan, but I am, and I don't like it. And this is my first experience with it because I was engaged for a long time, and I, was a, I had a long-time partner of 10 and 5 years, respectively. And Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, it's starting to pop up, that in Fish Tinder, where the person's holding a fish, and it'll say they've been vaccinated, which is... Which is interesting, so which is nice. What, it opens things What does up. that do for you? Like, do, when you see that, does that mean anything to you personally? Yeah, it does. I swipe right on them because I, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been lonely, Ryan, for the year. And I, any, any attempt or opportunity for me to interact with the, uh, the fair sex, I am going to jump all over. Literally. So, so, you so see, I, you, I'm, I'm into it. You're going to have to remind me. So swiping right is good, yes. right? You, that means you yes. want to match with that person. So if you yes. were to look at a profile and say, this is a perfect person for me, it checks off everything I'm looking for, but ugh, doesn't say vaccinated, better swipe left. That would be something you would do just well, without no, seeing that vaccinated sign. I'm st- I'm still going to swipe right. I'm still going to take a chance on love. I always will. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. And yeah, it's just... It just gives you a little, it, it, it gets you more excited for that actual connection that could happen when you see the vaccine. I guess yeah. that's what it is. I'm still going to uh, so swipe right. What's your ratio of right to left swiping? Because <laughs> I, have... I really don't know how to use these apps. I, I uh, don't ever plan on downloading them. So I, yeah. I learn from others that use it. So what's like the ratio? Oh, okay. I, I'm trying this new thing because I really don't know. I'm just learning. I, <laughs> I just swipe right on everybody, Ryan. Every single that's person all you do? That, that swipe right, and then you, I find you you connect better, and you get, you get your name out there more. But then you run into sometimes there'll be a a gentleman that will say he's female, and y'all swipe right on a on a, on a gentleman. I'm like, um, sir, no, so, I, you're not supposed so to. So they be try in to here. sneak in there. <laughs> yeah, well, what's your yeah. time on the smartphone? Are you using it during commercial no. breaks? Are you nope. using it just for bathroom breaks? Are you using it just at home? What's what's the usage there? 
pretty much just at home. I don't bring my uh, phone in the studio with me at all. I, I use it oh. sparingly. I, 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 I want to get a flip phone, dude. I'm, my next phone is going to be old school flip phone. I hate the smartphone. I hate having it. I forgot so it two weeks ago. Two days, uh, a couple weeks ago, I forgot it for two days, and they were the most free days I had in a long time, Ryan. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah, I yeah. think that sounds like a dream. And yeah. you're right about that. Back in the day when whatever mobile carrier you had, you were able to upgrade to a flip phone for free in between mm-hmm. your contracts. You'd re-up with them or whatever. Those were the days, <laughs> the free phones that would come in. That was back when you were charged per text message or you had yes. like oh, 300 text messages a month or whatever the n- number would be. <laughs> those were the days. Things were so That's much simpler it. then. I love those yep. days. The, it was the when you had to hit um, one three times to get a C though that was annoying and you saw some people <laughs> I've seen some people text with the with the digit text not even looking and they'll be like three 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 to get whatever it, it, it's quite fascinating to see them do it but yeah I I, I want to take a step back and get off the smart stuff and just have a cell phone and go back to to using it for calling and not even sending texts and things like that. Because even during COVID, I'm finding, you know, I want to call people more. I want that connection. So I want to continue that after this and sort of thing as well. Yeah. And you were telling me that it's a possibility that more people may be forced into this because of this computer chip shortage, which may make it more difficult to get a new phone if you break yours or whatever, because the the limited availability of these chips have really freaked a lot of technology companies out. There we go. Sorry, my mic was uh, messing around there. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I couldn't believe this. The, the The problem was a delay in supplies that mm-hmm. shut the factory down because of coronavirus. But yeah, even now that uh, production's back to normal, this surge is is incredible. And, and yeah, that's funny. I was thinking about that when I sent that to you, Ryan. I was wondering if how many people could survive a day. Well, I guess with not even just their phone, if it's a, it's a computer chip, it's in what doesn't have a computer chip in it now. So it, it kind of really affects everything. Oh, yeah. And this is the time where everyone's buying this junk because they just got another COVID check from the government right, and right. they may have got multiple ones, depending on how many kids they got in the household. So they're thinking to themselves, oh, I could really use a new phone. They're looking at their phone and there's about, you know, 12 cracks in the thing. And mm-hmm. every time they run their finger over it, it feels like it's, you know, the razor blade because it's so chopped up on there. And <laughs> you sound like you have experience. <laughs> I know. I I finally, for the very first time in my life, broke a phone. And I've been using my old broken phone because I just, it still works. So I'm not planning on buying a new one. But when I hear stories like this, all of a sudden you get back into that survival mode when the toilet paper was scarce. And you think, maybe right. I should buy a phone right now. <laughs> Because I can. And I don't know if I'll be able to in the future. And I think, no, no, I don't actually stop need it. this phone. Yeah, stop right? it. We'll spend seven, eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars on a phone. No thanks. Jeez, oh, right? Man, that's funny. Yeah, that's so true. You know, everyone's uh, using their uh, phones. I was going to say the March Madness thing. Uh, I don't even know if Canada cares about it. It's, I don't even know if there's any uh, teams from Canada. It's all United States college teams, right? I think I yeah I want to say there is one Canadian NC is it is sorry I'm is it NCAA yep 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 yeah I think there is uh one school in Canada that does play in the NCAA it's either out west I think it's in uh Victoria I can't be sure mm. but yeah yeah I'm not uh I know nothing of this end so all I, all I hear ever hear about really up here is the stories about um how the players make a lot make the the colleges a lot of money and, and don't get paid for any of the basketball they play that's all I really yeah. know 
Okay, yeah. so when you walk in some place, like let's say you're you're gonna go pick up food over the weekend, and you walk yeah. into that place and you look up, and the TV is is it showing basketball games in Canada? Yes, yes. Oh, there's okay. there there is there is a, a there's gonna be one in in the pub or or in the spot that at least one that does have the game on. Yes. Okay, so that's gonna so, be pretty so popular at least enough to watch yeah. it on TV. Yeah. People can really get into it. And the local teams here, it's a, it's fun to root for your local team. A lot of times people take time off around this because they love to watch one game after another. In college sports, particularly basketball, is a lot of fun to watch because, I mean, the players put everything into it. A lot more mm-hmm. fun to watch than the professionals in some ways. So I think a lot of people like it, and they like the idea that a lot of these lower-ranked teams have the ability to beat these high-ranked teams, the ones that are full of all this talent that will be drafted into the NBA, and it really means anyone could win. It's exciting that way. Um, is I always hear that uh, baseball is America's sport. Is that true, or is it, would it be more of a, of, a, of a basketball or a football thing nowadays, or is it still the you know, same? Um, it's, it's different with football and basketball because a football season you have, I don't know, 16 games or whatever, but – Baseball, 160-some games. So I know that they've been changing the number based on COVID or whatever. But So you get a lot more people attending games because there's a lot more baseball games, and it lasts longer, which is great. But Mm -hmm. if you were to just take one singular event, ratings-wise, more people watch the NFL. It is like the powerhouse when it comes to to that. However, over the season, baseball is it. I mean, you got to love baseball and it makes it a lot easier to go to games and watch it and listen to it. It's a lot more fun to listen to a baseball game on the radio than it is to listen to a football game. Yes, I will agree with that. And and, and, and it's different, like basketball and football down there. It's it's really intense. Like you can follow a kid's career from even high school. Basketball is popular to watch in the small towns, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's local uh, basketball players that went through the high schools here in St. Louis that become stars in the NBA. It's so cool. And that's the thing. My wife gets tired of this. So when you, <laughs> like when I come here, I learn about all these famous people that came from St. Louis and they're doing all these things. If I see an yeah. actor in a TV show or a commercial or someone that's playing, I'll say, Hey honey, see that guy right there. Guess where he grew up. She's like, every time you ask me that, the answer is always St. Louis. So she knows the game by now. I, that you got to do that for your local like, providences, right? Like anytime you have someone local that does something cool, you have to point that out, right? Oh, absolutely. It's mostly curlers with us, but yeah, no, the, the, <laughs> and it's, it's actually a, a, almost maybe a, a, a bigger deal here because we don't have as many big sports stars. I think we got great athletes here. Don't get me wrong, but the stars that are down there are not as big. So, so yeah, well, yeah. Canadian uh, hockey players, of course, and coaches, you guys will live and die by the coaches of teams, but hold on. How many curlers can you name? Schmurler. Schmurler the Schmirler curler. The curler. Is yeah. The only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> Number uh, one curling star. Look, Google Schmurler the curler and you'll get you'll go down the rabbit hole, I promise. Ryan, I gotta run. It was a blast talking to you as always, my friend. Oh uh, Eric, thank you. Have a great week. <laughs> you too. All the best. Schmurler the curler. That is Eric Chapman, who's filling in tonight on the shift as we connect the United States and Canada. So cool. (laughs) This is Overnight America, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Watching a few different things that, you know, actually I was going to bring up to Eric. 
during our uh, hookup there, but we didn't have time. I know he's a UFO guy. He likes hearing stories about that. And I've had all kinds of different guests on talking about space, talking about UFOs, whatever it is. And I try to preface it by giving at least a little insight that I don't believe in aliens, but I'm open to the idea if that ever does present itself. I'm open. I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, no. But what I will say is I just don't see it right now. And I saw on Friday Maria Bartiroma's program brought in the former intelligence chief, John Ratcliffe. And part of this interview with Ratcliffe was about the UFOs and part of the stimulus and everything else that has been passed over the next uh, last year is that a lot of this information was going to be released into the public domain. Uh, here's here's what we know. Here's what could be declassified. Here's what we can put out there. And I'm still waiting for the next Kennedy drop. I thought they were going to have a lot more information that they put out from the intelligence that went around the Kennedy assassination back in the 60s. But I haven't seen a second one of those yet either. That would have been nice. Maybe they did that under the radar. No one knows. But either way, um, part of this UFO thing is that for a while, the U.S. government has been looking into this. In particular, they want to take credible reports from people in the military, pilots, things like them, that have witnessed things that they just cannot explain. And keep in mind, things they cannot explain is the unidentified in UFO. The letter U is unidentified. So it doesn't necessarily mean intelligent life forms from other planets are going to come down. Little Martians, like in the uh, different Jetsons show, the little green dude. And that's not necessarily like that. But it could be, but probably not. But what did John Ratcliffe say that was so noteworthy? It actually um, is a program that's been in place for a few years in terms of a task force that, that has been uh, there under the National Defense Authorization Act. But as you correctly point out, Maria, there's now a report that will be issued by the, by the Pentagon, uh, by the Secretary of Defense and the Director of National Intelligence. I actually wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but we weren't able to get it down into an, uh, an unclassified format that we could talk about uh, quickly enough. But but frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. There are a lot more sightings than have been made public, which I find hard to believe, mostly because anytime someone with a cell phone sees something, it's up on social media within the hour. And those type of sightings may be reported, may not be, but it, they all see these things. But maybe he's talking about official government sightings when it comes to, you know, airline pilots or places like that. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. Ooh, I like this. So now when you talk about satellite imagery, that means that you're able to pick up other things like, well, that's strange. Uh, that's moving pretty quick. Um, that doesn't look like one of ours, things like that. And we got satellites all over the place. That, um, uh, frankly, um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, that um, movements that uh, that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that, you know, exceed the sound barrier without a, a sonic boom. So, in short, um, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's actually quite a few of those. And I think that that information is being gathered and will will be put out. Um, in a way that the American people can see. We always, when we, when we see these things, Maria, we always look for a, a, a plausible explanation. You know, weather can cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or not our adversaries have technologies um, that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or that we realized. 
But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen. And, um, you know, when that information becomes declassified, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. Oh, bring them back. Bring it back. Sounds pretty cool. You know, uh, I was talking about this. We had the in-laws that were staying in the last couple of days here at our house. They want to visit, you know, catch up with the baby, catch up with us, things like that. And they were here for so many days in a row. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, four nights in a row, which is fine. No problem. But you get to talk about a lot of different things during that time. And I don't know why we were talking about Nazi technology, because I've had so many great World War II interviews on the show, and I'm sure you've listened to some of them. I was talking about some of the things I've learned from the authors that have been on this show. And we were talking about some of the technology that was recovered after World War II and after the Nazis were defeated and how some of these scientists came over, defected and used their knowledge in order to better the United States and their technologies. And I thought to myself, this would make for an awesome sci-fi movie. World War Three breaks out. Underground Nazi scientists have created super weapons that we can't explain. <laughs> I thought that would be a sci-fi movie and a half. I would be hooked. I don't know why those fictional World War II, fictional Nazi movies, whatever it is, uh, books, storylines, things like that are so popular. They just are. So there's so much fascination around World War II. Then I tried to explain to my father-in-law the bell. Now, if you don't know that, there is this uh, theory that Adolf Hitler and the Nazis invented a time machine, which they called the bell because it looked like a giant bell. And this always makes its rounds. And I tell you, I'm going to warn you right now. If you were to go do a Google search for this thing or you end up on YouTube, I'm going to warn you. Do not watch the videos because that's all YouTube will recommend for you until the end of time. These type of videos. All right. Uh, to preview the mayoral debate, which is coming up on KMOX Tuesday night, also on Fox 2, we're going to talk to Michael Calhoun right after the break. We'll take a look at your news, too, on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.